Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 345. Well, I'm doing what I said I would try not to do, which is recording at lunchtime. I only have, oh, about 10 minutes till the bell rings, so I'm going to keep this brief today. I'm glad that you are here with me as I reflect on yesterday, which was Monday, and how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. Well, yesterday, December 10th, was a anniversary of sorts. Yesterday was the 10th, or excuse me, the 50th, pardon me, anniversary of the death of Thomas Merton. He died uh, suddenly and tragically in uh, Bangkok, actually, when he was accidentally electrocuted as he was there on uh, for a speaking engagement and conference. And um, I was reflecting on him yesterday as I read uh, a commentary about him and his legacy from one of my favorite living heroes, Father Richard Rohr, the great Franciscan from Albuquerque, or out of Albuquerque, actually from Cincinnati, which is kind of cool right here in my own backyard, so to speak. But he talks about the legacy of Thomas Merton, and I'll try to tweet this article out to, uh, to you all. And um, he talks about Merton being a prophet, a true prophet, and about how his political engagement was unique. He did have things to say politically, especially in the 1960s against the Vietnam War, which he saw increasing and increasing in the industrial military complex. But he says really what he did is this, and I'm going to quote uh, Father Richard here. He says, this man, Merton, like almost no one else in our time, put together the mystical depths and the political implications of the Christian message. He did it in a way that confirmed for many of us a kind of deep Christianity. He wrote things that still now are showing themselves to be true and even central to spiritual truth. And Father Richard goes on to say that really what Merton does is to renew and review the ancient tradition of contemplation that Father Richard says really has been lost was lost prior to Merton in the church and continues to be forgotten as formation for religious, for priests, and for us lay folks focuses much more on doctrine and teaching and intellect as opposed to listening and contemplation and meditation. And Father Richard really attributes a renewal of meditation and contemplation to Thomas Merton and and what he did back in the 1960s as he was writing both books and also writing great uh, volume of letters to including some famous people, um, Dorothy Day and some others that Merton wrote to, um, including Daniel Berrigan and, and a few others. And Father Richard also notes that in his writings, Merton emphasized an image of God that we need so greatly throughout history and also certainly in our day and age. And he says that, a quote here again, to Merton, the name of God was mercy. God, Merton wrote, is like a calm sea of mercy. And at the end of one of Merton's books, he has God speak, I have always overshadowed Jonas, 
which is Jonah, with my mercy. Have you had sight of me, Jonas, my child? Mercy within mercy within mercy. What a wonderful mantra that could be for contemplation. I think I might try that out. Mercy within mercy within mercy. I was thinking of this article in Merton in the 50th um, anniversary as I read another article yesterday by Andrew um, Sullivan, who, if you don't know him, is a British writer, quite well known for a blog that he did for many years. Um, He is British, English. He is a practicing Catholic and a very interesting, thoughtful writer. Um, I don't follow him that closely, but when I do come across his work, I I usually um, am am challenged and and thought-provoked by it. And um, he is talking in this article, and and, um, it's entitled America's New Religions. It's in the uh, New York Magazine Intelligencer. And again, I'll try to tweet this out. He says that we are in a period that seems post-religious in the United States because Christianity and other organized religions are on the wane. The fastest growing um, cohort, as has been widely noted, is no religion, sometimes called the nuns, N-O-N-E-S. And Sullivan says, we're not losing religion. It's impossible to re- lose religion. And he defines religion as this, quote, a practice, not a theory, a way of life that gives meaning, a meaning that cannot really be defended without recourse to some transcendent value, undying truth, or God, or gods. And um, he goes on to say that we need this sense of truth for our foundation, for our life. There has to be this higher power to use 12-step terminology. And he says that we're seeing something interesting in this country that what is happening is politically people are following these cults of politics, which is easy to see on the right, the quote, uh, the cult of Donald Trump and MAGA and, and all of that. But Sullivan, even though he certainly leans more left, he sees on the left the cult of social justice and social justice warriors and and all of that that is um, criticized and reviled by the right, Sullivan is seeing this kind of attitude on the left. And what Sullivan goes on to say is he says that what is being lost is Christianity really nuanced politics. It says that Christianity understood give to God what is God and give to Caesar what is Caesar's. And Christianity has long been involved in politics, but in a nuanced way. And I think to build from Merton and what Father Richard is saying, that Christianity's politics in its best times come from contemplation. That the action political action that we take in the world that Jesus took in the world. Jesus was a political figure. He didn't run for office. He wasn't partisan, but he stood up to the powers and the corruption of his time. But he did it because of his own contemplation. You know, we often miss, I think, how often Jesus is shown in the Gospels going off to pray, being in contact with God, praying aloud. And that is the source of his strength. And I think what Sullivan is saying is that we're seeing this political engagement without people being grounded in a greater truth and a greater truth that you can only be grounded in, as Father Richard 
tells us Merton reminded us of and practiced through contemplation. You know, we have to be open to that greater truth in order to act as truth in the world. And if we aren't, we get what we're getting right now, which is God's name being used in ways that are profoundly cruel and mean and hurtful towards the enemy, towards the other, towards whomever is deemed not within one's own tribe or within one's own party. We certainly don't have the God who is mercy upon mercy upon mercy. And the only way we can understand and live that God is by listening and experiencing that presence of God as mercy upon mercy upon mercy. So I conclude because the bell is going to ring here soon. Got to get back to teach my busy afternoon. I conclude with these questions about contemplation. Where does that fit into your life? And how does that inform your political action, your political engagement in the world? How do those two connect and relate? And how can, especially during this Advent season, when we are reflecting on the coming of Christ, the Savior, the Lord, Emmanuel, God with us, who is also King of the universe, remember Christ the King feast, that was prior to Advent, how do you live that in your own life? Thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.